1: Confidence isn't taught. Yeah. So it's something you have to, something that you're going to have to want as an individual. And it's something you're going to have to prepare for. It takes time to be confident, to gain confidence in whatever that you do, whatever fields or whatever relationship that you're in. So um, me, it was more so just, okay, I'm working in the field that I imagined myself to be working in, but I, have, I didn't feel fulfilled. So I was in more fulfillment. Mm. So I'm like, Why am I going to, like, long story short, why am I doing, what am I doing it for? Why am I doing it for, you know, like those kind of things that come into play. And it would be correct. I had to spend a lot of time alone. Mm, Not because of COVID or quarantine, but I had to spend a lot of time um alone.
0: Many people define stagnation as not producing or being at a standstill. I get it. However, I would like to add a little weight to the definition and say that I may be producing. I may be moving. However, my production and my movements are disrespectful to the purpose that's inside of me to the greatness that's inside of me. If that's going on, that's stagnation as well. And that's okay. Guess why? Because I have developed a tool. I wrote a book called From Stagnation to Transformation. And that book was written specifically for individuals that feel stuck, that feel lost that feel like they're just wandering in the wilderness, that feel like they just I need something is just missing. It's okay. I want you to head over to wwwcliftonpettijohncom forward slash transformation. There you're going to find a complimentary portion of the book. That's right. A complimentary portion of the book. I want you to read that portion after that forward slash transformation what's up everybody you are listening to the what now podcast where we discuss ways of effectively addressing life's most difficult moments hey what's up everybody welcome to the what now podcast that's right the what now podcast where we discuss effective ways of facing life's most defining moments. Yes, we used to call them difficult moments, but we have matured throughout our conversations here on the podcast. And now we understand that they are not difficult moments unless we define them as difficult moments. Why? Because we have the right, the authority and the responsibility to define those moments and not allow ourselves to get stuck in a moment and defined by a moment, all right? So I'm excited to be with you. Did I tell you what my name is? I don't think so. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I am your trusted voice of transformation. I teach creators how to transform their lives through embracing the entirety of their best self. And we might talk about best self on the show. If not, I promise you, if you watch any of my material, you will hear me talk about best self. Real quick, let's do our breathing exercises. Take a deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. One more time, breathe in, hold it, breathe out. Now, if you were able to complete that exercise, that means that it's breath remaining in your body. Therefore, purpose remains. It also means that you have gone back to your past. Grab that energy that you left there, gone to your future, grab the energy that's waiting there. You have merged it with the energy of your present. Now you have created synergy and that synergy that you have created is yourself. And because you are now present, You can take advantage of everything that is right before you. Live in this moment, all right? As you know, this is the month of June, and June is Pride Month. Paul's before we talk about pride, I want to talk about Juneteenth. It is coming up this weekend, and I want to make sure that you are doing everything that you need to do to educate yourself and celebrate Juneteenth. We celebrate the 4th of July. The reality is that our people were not free during the 4th of July. Our freedom came on Juneteenth, so make sure that you are not just celebrating, but you are educating yourself yourself. In our next generations so that they understand the value of Juneteenth. Now we are in Pride Month and I'm excited about Pride Month. I already told you we're going to do it big. I've encouraged those of you that have had a miseducation concerning Pride that you take the time, talk to Alexa, talk to Google, talk to Bigsby, talk to whoever, uh, um, Siri, whoever it is that you need to talk to. And all you have to do is say, Siri, what is pride or what is pride month and you're going to get a little bit of education of where it came from because many people talk about it from a space of not knowing what it is but anyway here on the show we're doing it big i'm gathering together some people that are part of the lbgtq IA plus community, I'm a part of it. So I'm gathering them together, my brethren together so that we can discuss or discuss not just Pride Month, but what it is they are doing to change this world. What it is that they are doing to be who it is that they have been called, created and designed to be. Sometimes when you identify as a part of the community, many times you go through a lot of things. That kind of, if you allow it, will knock you down or knock you backwards and cause you to feel like there's no hope or no purpose. Well, the point of these shows is I want to show you that there are people that are out here changing this world as we know it. So tonight we have a special guest. He's an actor. He's an artist. He's a media personality. He's an influencer and he is here tonight with us. He's coming all the way from Florida. His name is Travis Dimitri. But before you get to hear him, I want you to hear or watch his music video. Rock with me. Come rock with me. Come rock with me.
2: Come rock with me. Come rock with me. Yeah. Come rock with me, come rock with me, come rock with me, my baby Come rock with me, come rock with me, come rock with me, my baby Come rock with me, my baby You really, really make me go crazy The way we move, baby, just make the kid feel wavy Oh baby Let's not get it twisted I want a nice time. It's time to go to my place and play night. Come rock with me, come rock with me, come rock with me, my baby. Come rock with me, come rock with me, come rock with me, my baby. Come rock with me, my baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to take it home tonight I got the bankroll I can never be a no, Ooh, never be a no. Let me put this blindfold At my place tonight Come rock with me, come rock with me Come rock with me, my baby Come rock with me, come rock with me Come rock with me, my baby Come rock with me, my baby No disrespect, I ain't trying to get committed True shit, I'm really about my business Baby, you looking nice Don't gotta think twice Trying to take it home tonight At my place tonight Come rock with me, come rock with me Come rock with me, my baby Come rock with me, come rock with me Come rock with me, my baby Come rock with me, my baby People wasn't really good.
0: (laughs) Listen, we usually start a different way, but we're gonna start right there with that music video uh, because I believe you shot that in Dubai, right?
1: Yeah, actually, I shot um, that music video in Dubai, South Africa, Johannesburg, and New York.
0: That's what's up. So, what was it like shooting over there versus shooting here in America? Scary. No, it was it was
1: pretty (laughs) wild because um we're shooting in, in south africa it was it was a work trip and i um discussed with my with my former management team i'm like hey we're going to be on south africa I'm like what do you what do you guys feel like up um with shooting the a part of the music video out there i actually said the whole music video they're like the whole music video and then they told me <laughs> yes so i was like well fuck it so um they Let's said yes it. and at this point we shot it but it was South Africa and we had like a drone. We had like two or three cameras. You know, we had the the speakers, you know, how behind the scenes stuff that we used. and um it was it was kind of, you know, no security. You don't need to be a celebrity or someone of that stature to have security for you not to, to get robbed. So mm-hmm. it is not so that was the only like weary part around it was that it was always like watch over your shoulder for just because of the equipment we had. So, you, um, it was you. pretty interesting, and then we sh- they edited it, and then I saw it, and I was like, mm, I don't like it. So, then we went to Dubai, and then we supposed sh- to shoot in Dubai, but Dubai and their okay. rules, like we couldn't use the drone in Dubai.
0: So, oh,
1: wow, right? So, a lot of the footage we used in Dubai was like B roll of us actually, uh, of me doing like we were actually doing things, so we incorporated that, and then we put that together. And I'm like, this is still not good. So, then I was like, got fuck you. it, I'm gonna shoot the whole video all over again back in back in New York where I used to live. And uh, we shot it again and I'm like, this still ain't working. So we just (laughs) threw everything literally so I consider it a montage video where I put all the clips from all three different locations and bam they go rock with me, Travis Dimitri.
0: Listen, that's what's up. I told everybody it's a vibe, yo. If after the first time I heard it, it's definitely a vibe. So That's what's up. So now here's what I want you to do. I want you to give us a introduction of yourself. You can go as far back as you want to, to how you got to where you are right now. And then we're going to dive right into the conversation.
1: All right. Well, if those who know, me, like, girl, what's going on? It's a kid, Travis Dimitri. Mm -hmm. And it's just me. You know what I'm saying? People want to go and say, like, what they do and how they do it. I'm Travis Dimitri, and what I do is who I am is what you're going to get.
0: I love that. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So now let's talk about it. Let's start with the acting because you were a part of one of my favorite uh, web series, um, Steel Rivers, um, when we were young, because it was an original Steel Rivers and then there was Steel Rivers when we were young. How did you get involved in acting?
1: Um, so I've been acting since I was in high school. So I went to okay. High School in Florida, I did theater, and then um, I never really, I wasn't a person who enjoyed schooling, so okay. my parents were like, the only way out out of the house is if you go to, if you get into college, Um, okay. and also the only way out like, to, for me to move back to New York from Florida uh, was if I get into a school in New York, so I made it my business, for me to get into a school back in New York and I wanted to pursue entertainment so I was like why not go into acting school and then of course with it's not just like signing up and entering of course I auditioned for a few schools and mm-hmm. different offers and scholarships all that stuff so I went to the um the American um, the American Musical and Dramatic Academy and that's located um, in New York and also in LA but the main campus is in New York and um so I did that and then once I graduated AMS, I was 18. I, I, I finished schooling early, ended early. I was 18. And then once I graduated, I did like Off-Broadway. I did commercials and print. and started modeling. And then that's when I got involved with entertainment. And um, yeah started acting
0: okay okay so what was it about the about the whole acting that that excited you or or you were just drawn to the camera what, what was it that that was like oh I, this is what I want to do
1: it's kind of interesting because like as a child was like in front of people I didn't like the attention but, but oh. I also loved like for some reason, like, music. I love, like, watching, I loved watching, uh, award shows, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, so back in the Bronx, you know, we had, like, stairs in our apartment, like, probably, like three, a three-step little staircase, and that used to be my stage. I used to perform with my grandparents, that's and so, so. bam, I'm here, and then, um, <laughs> of course, like, being in New York, we had certain family friends and family members involved in entertainment, so I wasn't really in it growing up, I was, all, like, around it, and, okay. um, I my thing was um laughing is good for the heart, and I was always a jokester. I was always a jokester, and I'm like you know I always thought about what people thought about me, but I I like lo- lo- dude I enjoy to laugh. Like people used to laugh at my laugh in elementary school because my laugh was so loud and obnoxious. Ask me if I care. I just like to enjoy myself, so I was like, why not put that into something? and See where t- uh where it would take me. So I studied acting, and then. Hell, I didn't know I was it was going to happen, but it stuck. I threw it in the wall, it stuck, and it is what it is.
0: That's what's up. So now the music thing, okay, is that something that developed after the acting, or were you passionate about music as well, you know, when you were younger?
1: um, with a lot of, uh, Something that a lot of people don't know about me is that I always loved, we actually asked about music or acting, this question. Music. Mm-hmm. Music, boom. So I always mm-hmm. loved music. And I I don't know if I said it but I always loved um like groups, boy groups, okay. boy bands, girl groups. I loved Spice Girls. I loved Britney okay. Spears. I love Backstreet Boys, Nats, if you want if you wanna get you know what I'm saying? You things like that. You you know, y'all know who next is. So mm-hmm. but like stuff like that. So I always loved music, I was never confident in my own voice. So I went to mm-hmm. um in elementary school, I went to Catholic school, and we had a music class. Like our music teacher played guitar or piano. It was full blown music, but I was never confident. Um, even in high school, I wasn't confident. But I studied musical theater. Like okay, at, the acting that I did was musical theater. Okay, you know I just went to rather straight acting is what they say it. Not not gay could be gay, do straight acting. It's just straight acting is what I because that was what I was more comfortable with. But okay. I used to. I started off singing with piano, and you're not a singer, oh, wow. you can't sing with piano.
0: Yeah, true that. True that. Now you said that you you weren't confident. How did you gain that confidence, and when did you gain that confidence?
1: You know, mm, mm, I'm gonna check my mom for that. Mm.
0: Go ahead.
1: <laughs> um, honestly, like confidence is something that we'll always battle with confidence. I, mm-hmm. I feel like today we die mm-hmm. but it's more so something that I'm learning to, I, I feel like you can't confidence isn't taught yeah. so it's something you have to something that you're going to have to want as an individual and it's something you're going to have to prepare for, it takes time to be confident to gain confidence in whatever that you do, whatever field or whatever relationship that you're in so um, me it was more so just Okay, I'm working in the field that I imagined myself to be working in, but I, have, I didn't feel fulfilled. So I was in more fulfillment. So I'm like, why am I going to, like, long story short, why am I doing, what am I doing it for? Why am I doing it for, you know, like those kind of things that come into play. And it would be correct. I had to spend a lot of time alone. Mm, Not is. because of COVID or quarantine, but I had to spend a lot of right. time um, alone. And yeah.
0: I think you hit that right there because a lot of people, uh, a lot of people talk about success, but I believe that along with success, we should have fulfillment in life. And you hit what my next question was because I believe a lot of times we don't get to that space of fulfillment until we have those times alone. Because now when we're alone, now we have to face that person that sometimes we've been able to run from and all of those different things. So. Let's talk about the acting, okay? You graduate, you do some off Broadway things, okay. What is it that you love the most? Is it the off Broadway? Is it commercials? Is it T V series? What what do you what do you love the most about acting?
1: Um I love Damn, that's a good question. Um I I love to be Like I loved in the beginning was, which was theater because with theater, I was in their motherfucking face. It's like, you get the, the, the live reactions with theater. If you, if you mess up, everybody sees you. That's what I didn't love about it. Um, you know, but what I think I love the most is, um, multimedia, which is, which is everything on camera. So, you know, I used to shoot music videos. I used to be like like as an actor I used to be music videos and all these things and and because I like that because it was it was able to hit um audiences faster versus Broadway or theater or anything like live stage. It it takes a long time because it's only if a house or a theater seats 60 people, right? Or you could you could perform in a house that has seven hundred people. You would never know unless you was one of those folks in the seat. You would never experience that performance. You would never experience that energy unless you was in that room. Versus with TV and film and commercial and all that stuff, it's like it hits home faster. You you connect to people faster, and also you could fuck up and re-record it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right like i'm gonna do that intro all over again before i release it on youtube because of how i completely fucked up in on the intro so i feel you there um so now let's talk to where you are now what's going on with you now
1: um so right now i well i used to live in new york for a long time that's where i'm from okay. so i just moved to florida okay i just got an apartment down south here in Florida. Um, sure. you know, I'm working. I'm doing gigs. I came probably like six, seven months ago. But six, seven. I've been in Florida for seven months. I got my, own, you know, I got my own everything. Okay. And which is a That's blessing, sure. because in New York, I was staying with family. I was still dipping in and doing it, like how Wendy Williams says. But I was with <laughs> the family, so it's like a different experience. So, um, out here, like I said before, I got, I'm, I'm grounding myself as an individual. But career wise, you know, I'm working on new music. Um I just shot a show a doc my own docuseries. Um oh, that's, that's in post production. Um I'm in I'm about to come up with my EP. It's in post production, but my music EP. Um I just got different things coming out. You know, I'm I'm have so my own podcast, soon. so it was like okay. to keep myself busy. Um, while I'm at home. So all these projects, I have the luxury and the, the uh um the ability to do it at home because you know, I got all the equipment there. I don't gotta pay for a studio and all that shit. I got something mm-hmm. in my own. Right. So
0: And that's yeah. what we, we push ownership. So that that's great. I'm and I'm glad to hear about the docu series and the music that's coming out. So let's talk about this reunion show that's coming out. When does the reunion show come out?
1: Um, it comes out this week.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the reunion show. I'm really looking forward to the reunion okay. show. Um, let's talk about that show for a little bit because what, what, what I show, think...
1: What show? I don't know. I, I know, you know, you, you mentioned Still River but I don't think it's about Still River. So yeah, no,
0: it's not Still River. You know, Still River was back in the day. I'm talking <laughs> about uh, <laughs> not way back in the day. Like, I'm talking about back in the day but it's not like way back in the day. But I'm talking about The Circle. I'm talking about The Circle, New York. Um, And this will be season four of the reunion, right? <laughs> it was a mm mm-hmm. Um, You were on season one and part of two, right? And then you weren't on three, but you came back for four. What was it like being on a reality show? <clears throat> Fucking crazy. Out of badger.
1: Oh, my God. So, when when The Circle was the first reality show that I've done, I've done, I done three. Well, two and a half. But, so I went, be on The Circle, specifically, was a lot. Because when I joined, I'm 28 now. Some people don't like to talk about their age. Honey, mm-hmm. I think I'm aging backwards. Okay, bitch?
0: Yeah, so I feel that, you.
1: <laughs> it's prime, right? So I can say bitch. No. Um... So, during the circle. I was twenty one. I just okay. graduated acting school, and um, at that time I was like, you know, I did a show called ADTV. I don't know if a lot of viewers will know what ADTV is. ADTV was uh, it was called like Attention De- Deficit Television. It was all male, black cast, and but that was led by a black conversation. It was per- that was really personality. We we got on camera. We used to vlog before, like, YouTuber was, like, being on YouTube was a big thing, but it wasn't any of our channels specifically. It was an actual business that casted us, and they're like, hey, you having these conversations, this, you know. So that's how I was led up to reality television, and I also loved reality TV. So I started doing this um, pilot for this talk show in New York called The Buzz, and um, the same producer who produced The Buzz was the producers for The Circle, which is um, Mat- New Lester Matthews. You I know, you I know what I mean, and then um, he was like, Hey, I'm shooting this show called The Circle. And that for me, being a 20-21 year old, I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna do what I do. What I gotta do, what bitch I gotta curse out, I'm with it. and then um, we started filming. And as filming was different, filming had to deal with them, holes, right? Then it stopped, and then we cameras go down, they edit the show, and then once the show goes out on YouTube, because that's where it was, that's when web series were kicking off. So on YouTube, and I was like, damn, people are watching this, and I'm talking hella shit about this boy. And I was like, damn. But I knew going into the show that I didn't want to be at that time. That was my mindset. At that time, I thought there was a formula, and the formula was to be the villain. And then so that's what I went. Production knew what what my idea, my strategy was. Production allowed me. That's what it gave me all that camera time, because I was the most entertaining for that season so season one happened and then i started seeing things behind the scenes that didn't play out on the show then now i'm like mm, you guys have probably been doing dirty so i came back for season two of the circle specifically for redemption um but as i begun filming season two i realized well we're friends now but we i started beefing with one of our cast members we started beefing with me i'm like ho like bitch what, what did i do to you but come to find out, production was in his ear, and you know, like we see now in love and hip hop, they go, they go after the biggest person on the show. The new people go after the biggest people. Let's not pretend. You can watch any reality show that we like as individuals, and we'll see that. So once I started realizing or noticing that I was getting set up on season two of the circle, I left mid season. Well, first I would stop filming. Like they would call me for like group scenes and stuff like that and um I was I would say I'll show up and never show up and everybody was like, Oh my god, what's going on? And the production would start calling me and I was like, I'm not coming back to film anymore. Like I'm done. And then they had a season three. I'll leave it at that. And then they had a season four and then a season four, which was now and they said they're supposed to be it was it was supposed to be an all star season. So I'm okay, I'll go back for X Y, and Z. But once I came back to film, after not filming for that specific show for like two years, I I had flashbacks. I started feeling the way I used to feel back in season two and the reason why that started coming back up in my blood system and I was like, F that. Which resulted in the episode of me cursing out my fellow cast member in season four. That's why I came back. Because bitches out and to set the record clear. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm laughing because I didn't realize that it was, you know, it went as far back as when you were 21, you know, I didn't realize that, especially with it being on season four with the reunion grade to come up. I'm, I'm thinking it was like four years ago, but I guess, yeah, it's been that, that time in that space. Let me ask you a question. Would you do reality TV again at the space that you're in right now?
1: Um, I would definitely do it again if it makes sense to me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like this, mm. the reality shows that I have been on, you know, they weren't specifically on like television. They were on the web. But how many streaming okay. companies we have out now? Look at Zeus, yeah. and look, look, these mega reality stars are on a streaming platform. Yes. They aren't on television. Some of them. So now I would do it just depending on what the really show the show is about. Look at me wrong. I've casted for several network reality shows. Things happen. I declined things. I was rejected some things. It is what it is. That's the nature of the beast. That's that's what it is. That's the industry I chose to be in. I was actually just casting for this show um recently. But nowadays, because of COVID, there's a lot of mm-hmm. new concepts that they're pitching for. Okay. But I would definitely do reality TV again. I mean, if it makes sense. I To me, reality TV should be fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To me, it should be fun and funny. And if it isn't a fun and funny type of show, I probably won't do it.
0: Understand. Now, I know you write music. Have you ever thought about, you know, writing, whether it's writing movies, writing any type of TV, shit, writing for television, any of those things? Is that in your plans?
1: Um, honestly, no. This is the okay. reason why, because I... I write music, right? I write about my own music. But at at times like that, I have writer's block and I have a collective of people that work with me. But when it comes to like writing scripts and things like that, it was never my forte. It was never my thing. It was never my thing. I could assist. I could, I'm more so of like the overseer. I have the idea, Mm. I have the vision. I'm like, hey, I would write, I'm like, hey, I want a show that's about this. Now, when it comes to putting the blanks, and things like that, that's what I have trouble with. But and again okay. I always recommend for artists we should identify our strong suits,
0: you yes. know, and our and our
1: not so strong suits. So that reason my strongest suit. I know that. Along with dancing.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> well, at least what I love about it though is that you know the self awareness behind it because some people get stuck in trying to do everything. Right that they miss out on the thing that they really have mastered in life. So I I love that self-awareness there. So now here's what I want to ask you. Uh, We know this month is Pride Month. What does Pride Month mean to you?
1: Pride Month means to me, honestly, is just being prideful who you are. Like, you don't need to be loud, gay, and rambunctious to be seen, to be heard. You know, it goes back to identifying like your strongest suits, But I feel like sometimes people get pride. They they get pride and they really get it twisted. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, people, I feel like some people, you could be classy and have pride. I'm going to just say that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the, the big misunderstanding of it is that people have identified it in one way. Um, and they don't know the history of it, you know, and they don't understand that you can celebrate that pride in your own way. So you're talking about being proud of who you are. Was that something that you struggled with younger in your life, or are you a person that kind of has always been proud of who you are?
1: Um, No, definitely not. Like, I haven't really been proud of who I was, I guess, like, growing up, you could say stuff like that, until, like, I started just, growing in you have to know first of all where you want to go okay you might know how you want to get there but at least have an idea and so for in my in my um younger years i was like battling with like you know my inner voice like who i want to be and how i want to be perceived in this world and but you know life and people they will put you in a box for every little thing because yes. we're black Either yeah, because yo. you're white, either because you're loud, either because you're too quiet, so now you're a little bit weird. Why not why don't you talk? You know, so it's all these things. I and um you, and my thing is that they threw me into a box or several boxes and like a cat I claw my way out that bitch.
0: I heard that i heard that i I got a cat now i got a
1: cat now so i gotta i I
0: was and that's what i was going to i was going to i like how you use the cat analogy because i saw you have posted about your new baby cat that you have
1: yes he's somewhere i don't know he's somewhere around here i recently gotten a kitten um for my to help with my anxiety okay um and then um, I've been, I I kind of heard that cats aren't good for anxiety. I'm like, fuck it, I got it. So I'm like, gonna <laughs> I'm going to keep it. You, I start realizing maybe this cat is giving me more, like making my anxiety more heightened than what it really is. He's out there running. I would have showed you that, but I don't know where he's at. But I do have a cat. Um, I'm an animal lover. Like, my house oh, does not smell like cats. That's what people my house does not <laughs> smell like <cat. laughs> My house... If you know me, you know that I don't do that thing. okay? Um, so I have a cat, so we're just chilling. I just moved into my place down here in Florida. So he's been keeping me company and it worked out. I mean I mean until then I I might give him away from the Chinese restaurant across the street, but I'll keep a post. You know down. what?
0: You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Not to the Chinese restaurant though.
1: I love I
0: love my Asian people. Don't ever this. <laughs> Let, let's talk about the anxiety aspect, if you don't mind, because that's another thing. We just came out of May mental health uh, month. When how important is your mental health to you? That's that's the first question. And what was it? Because I know sometimes in our cultures, you know, we don't, that is, you don't need no help when it comes to mental health. You just need to get yourself together. You know, some things that have been told throughout the years, but how did you become aware of your mental health and prioritize that in your life?
1: Uh, you know, it's been a journey. I would mm-hmm. say that, um, but the key things recent, I guess. Um, during COVID, well, during the pandemic, I was back in New York, and being a New Yorker comes with a lot of possibilities. But for a time like that, we were very restricted. I.e., like for example, if I, if you know, people that have homes that have something as minuscule as a backyard, you understand me. So, Mm -hmm. up in the Bronx, from the Bronx, so we don't got luxuries. Like most people in the Bronx don't have a backyard. So, when we were stuck home, we were stuck home. Like uh-huh. we were stuck home, so um, not to make this a dark moment, but it's relative to what we're talking about is that I okay. found out I got information that one of my closest friends uh committed suicide during the pandemic, uh-huh. and not for the specific reason of the pandemic, I guess it was just that time. Um, but she was, it was something that she was battling with for years, I mean, ever since high school, and she's my age, and things like that. and when I got the news from that, which was, and I got the news off of social media just because of the it, she wasn't here uh, like uh, her parents, her, her, we weren't my myself and her family weren't close like that. We knew of each other so we weren't close like that. They, they didn't know where to reach out to me. They don't know how to do social media, things like that. They're older people. So when I found out, I found out off of one of our other high school um, friends um, not as close as we were just happened to Google her looking for a Facebook. And when she was looking for a Facebook, the Facebook didn't pop up, but the online obituary did. Oh man. So that was a little um so once I found out about that my whole life when I, I said once I learned about that, that was my friend. Like that was like not no oh, like that was my motherfucking friend. I'll and I um I always tell people I never knew what um what it felt to be heartbroken till till that. Mm. and um, so I dealt with that for, and like, I was just home and then that's when that made me really move to New York, um, to Florida I was like let me get out of New York and just try new things because I've been in a dark space like that before and um, I know a lot of people who have Um, so ever since that I was, like, it helped me gain it helped me really not switch up my life just more so, more so tighten up the bulk and up another compartment you understand
0: me. Mm-hmm. I understand. So, I got you.
1: So with um things like that, and that's what struck me. That and that's what kind of my what 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 it is my docuseries is about. It's called "This Is Me," Travis Dimitri, and it's okay. about um uh, my my personal journey um with you know self awareness.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now let's talk about the move from New York to Florida because I would think that that's a different pace of life or am i am i wrong concerning that What what is it a similar pace is it a slower pace is it
1: they, oh, this this is a um, culture shock. ain't the word <laughs> this shit is all fucked up out here it's like i'm getting used to the laws and the restrictions and the regulations oh down here in florida because they do things right here i don't know if you guys are familiar with like um what's it called Um uh, like the Florida man, like every crazy ass story you know about Florida begins with Florida man. That 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 that. That y'all could Google that and it's a real thing. And so Florida's wow. it's, it's different. Like I said, I'm from like the Bronx, like uptown, where they shoot mm-hmm. all the hip hop, like Bronx,
2: right? You so, know,
1: and the heights and it's lively, it's ambitious, there's a lot going on. But when the um, COVID happened the Hood, but the hood kind of got worse. They're comparing it to how it was like I in the eighties and the seventies. And I thank God never got myself into problems during the, the only problems that I got myself into in New York is problems that I caused myself, and I stand by every single one of them. But other <laughs> since that, um, it's just it's just stuff. It was definitely different, but from being in the social scene in a in one of the biggest cities in the world. You know, I I got exposed to a lot of things. I was a part of a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then moving to Florida, it changed. I didn't want to come to Florida and become a socialist. I didn't want to come to Florida and, like, run the streets. I wanted to come to Florida to get my money up, to start getting my family life together personally, and to take my uh, career to the next level. But first, I got to get myself right. So this is where I came.
0: Right understandable. And I, and I think that that is, I always talk about, you know, embracing our best self and sometimes in order to, well, majority of time, when you go to embrace your best self, you have to put yourself as a priority because sometimes we'll put ourselves on the back burner for everybody else and for everything else that we don't never take that time to allow ourselves to recharge and to discover some of the things that we like and dislike and what may have changed, you know, from season to season with our life. So that's what's up. Okay. So. If somebody wanted to get in contact with you, how would they get in contact with you uh, and how can they find you on social media? All of those great things.
1: I, I was like,
0: where is it going with this question? Wait a minute. no, I'm, Listen, I, let me let me fix that because it did sound like I was trying to hook you up no, with somebody. No, <laughs> no, got,
1: listen, but if if you are trying to hook me up with somebody, I am ready, willing, and able Okay, I'm ready, willing, and able. Okay, right? um, I kind of knew. I'm like, damn, trying to hook me. Up. I'm like, man, I don't walk in the street like that. Um, I'm Travis Dimitri. You know, I I of to make it easy for people to, like find me. You're not gonna find me. I'm not gonna add too much numbers. This is this is not AIM. This is not AOL days. MySpace. Travis Dimitri. Every single social media platform that this world has to offer, and uh,
0: com. Awesome, awesome. Now, Travis, I want to ask you: If everybody forgot everything that you said throughout this conversation, what is one thing that you would want them to remember? Either about you, about self-awareness, about you know embracing themselves. What's something you would want them to remember?
1: Um, I definitely want people to remember and to know that once you're secure in your own skin, ain't not a damn hole could tell you who you are.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. So, Travis, I want to thank you for joining us on tonight. Thank you for the conversation and just coming and being yourself. And I want to talk about that just for a minute, because a lot of times people come on different platforms and they're not themselves. Like, you know, when a representative shows up and one of the things about this platform is I believe that our guests benefit the most from us showing up in the space as we are. So I want to thank you for doing that like only you could do. Listening audience, I encourage each and every one of you connect with Travis on social media. We're looking at looking out for the docu-series. Make sure also you're supporting his music and all the endeavors that he has. As I always say, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, execute your vision. Peace. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major platform directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. So start your show today by using the link provided in the show notes. This lets Buzz Sprout know we sent you and it gives you an opportunity to receive a $20 Amazon gift card as well as it helps support our show.